It's time for the Dr. Sue Show with your host, nationally recognized parenting expert, Dr. Sue Cornbluth. Hi, everybody. Dr. Sue Cornbluth here. I am your host of the Dr. Sue Show. Joining me tonight is my co-host, Ashley Gamey. Hello, Ashley. Good evening, Dr. Sue. How are you? I'm great, Ashley. You know, it's a little odd looking at you right now, and you're wearing some dark sunglasses. Uh, apparently, you're having some eye trouble. Well, I went to the eye doctor this morning, and my eyes are very sensitive, and I cannot see at the moment, but I can definitely talk still, so Me- that's good. Remember that song? I wear my sunglasses <laughs> at night. And I do. I'm wearing them proud. I just I just sang. You did. That was nice. I don't know if it was well signed. They love you anyway. All right, good, good. All right, so everybody, hello. I hope you've had a positive week or at least tried to. That's one of the messages we're trying to send out on this show, right, Ashley? Oh, yes. Use some of the tools, but also try to have a positive week. As hard as it can be sometimes, try to pull something positive out. It really does make a difference in how you navigate your week. Exactly. So today we're going to answer some more of your questions that you have been sending in and posting. Yeah, well, we got such a good response from the show where we did that. It was really... People were like, oh, I loved hearing the answers to my questions. So we thought we would pull three more. All right, Ashley, let's start with number one. Mm-hmm. And that is, you read it. Okay, I'll read it. I can't even see. All right, I'll read it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's hysterical. How do, how do I talk with my child when they keep putting me off when I am trying to make plans with them? Great question, whoever sent this in. Yes, um, we really deal with this all the time during the alienation process when, you know, the other parent is trying to reunite with their child and, you know, they're making plans and sometimes it's successful. Sometimes there's pullback. Sometimes they make excuses and frustration is, you know, high. Yeah. Let's talk about why they do pull back. There are a few reasons for that, Ashley. Oh, yeah. One is that sometimes they're engaging with you, but... Then the alienator finds out. Then what happens? Well, then they get stressed out that the alienator is going to withdraw love from them. So they begin to pull back from you, which they really do not necessarily want to do. It's very scary for them, though, when the other parent is putting ideas and thoughts in their head and they're forced to make a shift in the relationship with you. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And when they get word or they find out that you are actually communicating with the targeted parent, they kind of put a hold on it or they say, are you really sure you want to be doing this? Yeah, it's, it's a manipulation. But you know, the alienator is fearful that you're starting to begin a good connection with your child. They start to see it, they start to feel it, and it's threatening to them. But don't give up. No. And you can absolutely say to them, has something changed? Well, I actually am working with someone right now. This question will probably be helpful to them as well. But she said, my daughter, you know, we were making plans. Things were really good. And, you know, I was beginning to get excuses. You know, I have to work, mom. Or schoolwork is intense, mom. Um, You know, let's just do it another week. So my client says to me, well, what happened? I said, She's stressed, you know, that her father is going to put pressure on her because she's reuniting with you and things are going well. 
I said, ask her. I said, is something wrong? You know, or is there something that's bothering you? Or, you know, is there another night that you can do? You know, we asked some simple questions and kind of engaged to see if something was maybe on the child's mind. You know, we're still actively working through it at this point, you know, where there's yeah. a pullback. I think that's all great suggestions. And sometimes, you know, you have to realize that this is a roller coaster ride. When you are beginning, to get back in contact with your child. And even though they may be great in the beginning, it does go in and out. Anybody that's been through this will tell you that. But just because it's not as much as it was when you first connected doesn't mean it's not going to come back and get better again. For instance, I had a case this week Mm -hmm. where the daughter asked her mother, look, I need some space right now. Can you give me some of that space? And working with my client on that, I said, look, she's asking for something. She's testing you. Give her the space. I know it's hard. So she did. Well, that's good, though, that she was able to communicate that. I mean, that's not always the case. You know, at this point with the client that I'm working with, she's tiptoeing around and dancing, but it's out of fear. You know, she's she's really not sure... You know, she's happy to be reuniting with her mom. She's expressed that to her mom. She said, you know, I love you, mom. You know, I we had such a great day, mom. But now, you know, her ex is probably in her, the daughter's ear saying, you know, well, do you really want to do that? Is that really something, you know, maybe you should just stay home. You have a lot of homework or, you know, it's in little ways. It's not so much don't go see your mother. They don't always do that. The narcissist will give under him, like under mine. Yes. Yes. And you have to be aware of that going in, Ashley, that it is undermining. Oh yeah. But also do not this is something I told my client. I said, do not add stress to the situation. I yes. said because and I know you'll agree with me, Dr. Sue, because the alienator is already adding stress to the child. So you need to respond in a way that is not adding more stress, but also still encouraging that you guys spend time together. I could not set it better myself, and that's why you work with me. <laughs> Thanks. I can't see it. I can talk yeah, it. you can, but that's absolutely right. And you do not, do not, do not say to your child, why are you not talking to me as much? But we know people do that, actually. Well, and that's easy to not easy to not do because, you know, you're, you're in pain, too, because here you've just gotten good progress with your child and you've made some really good strides and they're pulling back. So it makes you, you know, those hurt feelings come back and it's only natural to say something, but you have to refrain from saying something like that. Absolutely. Because if you don't, what happens? They pull back even more and it stresses them out even more. And then they think, well, then I don't really need this. Maybe mom or dad is right. So let's give a few things that parents can do to follow up when they feel as though their kids are pulling back. Because I know everybody loves when we give tips. You told me a good one last week. I did. I don't even remember. Okay. Well, you said... Or do you have a lot of work that you're doing right now? I can understand that. It's a busy time for you. Please let me know when a good time to get together is. And I will check in with you next week. Absolutely. And look, a lot of times, everybody, it also depends on what the age the kids is. And I want people to remember this. When you have somebody, uh, when you 
have a child that you are trying to reunite with that is 15 and older. I would my, even client, say, my client's child age, um, she's actually 16. Yes, perfect. I would even say 14. Mm-hmm. You are not the most important part of their lives anymore. Their friends are. Well, that's interesting you say that because, you know, my client, her daughter um, said, well, I can't, Mom. I have plans with my friends that Sunday. And, you know, that wouldn't be a good day for me. And then, you know, I have this plan with my other friends. And, you know, they're very about social. It's, it's, yes. It's not only the alienations. It's where they are in the social times. You know, when you're at 16, you're about your friends. You want to go out to the, you know, mall. You want to go movies, parties. parties, you know. Not that you don't love your parent, you are just the typical teenage age in addition to what you're already doing. Right. So it's not always about not seeing you. It's more about that they want to see their friends. It's a normal part of their age. However, I understand that it is extremely difficult for parents that were not in their children's lives for a long time and now are again. But that, Ashley, is what is really triggering the panic in the parents when they step away. Which I understand. I I completely understand it. And I said to my clients and my particular client I'm talking about, I understand that. But don't be fearful to still be be her mother. Still check in with her. Still say, how is she doing? Let, you know, if she needs anything, you know, she's looking at colleges. You know, do you need any help with that search? Right. Basic language, but not overpowering and stressful. And pushing them to spend time with you, especially when they are teenagers. Many times they are used to living at the other home. And just because they live there, they find that to be their one home. As they get older as teenagers, it is very reasonable for them to just want to remain in their own home. That doesn't mean that they don't want to see you. No, I agree. It's just a comfort. But don't push them to stay over at your house either. That won't work either because they don't feel as though that is their home. And that's okay. Right. And and maybe one day they will feel like it's a second home. But at this point, it's the only home that they know. The goal in the beginning is to keep contact going at all costs. The more that you can keep that contact going, the better you are in the long run for rebonding. Yeah, and I, and I think this will be helpful for a lot of people. I do too. And on that note, we are going to our first break. So single process is a set of videos that guide somebody through the process of divorce. And we created it really because we didn't find the information we needed. We wanted to give you something to watch in the privacy of your own home that would bring the experts to you, let you know what your options are, and give you a roadmap to navigating this process. Yeah, in fact, if you look at the website, Joe created this super cool guide where you, through a series of questions, end up at a specific video solution. Awesome. It applies to whether you're contemplating divorce, whether you're in the middle of the process, or whether you're reestablishing your life and dealing with all the post-divorce issues. Yeah, it's really great stuff. Please log on and check it out, singleprocess.me. When you need solutions to the financial side of a divorce, it's important to turn to an expert. Barbara Rowans at Sound Divorce Solutions can move you towards financial security. She takes the time to listen and helps you create a smarter settlement. Get financial expertise when you need it most. Call Barbara today for your free consultation at 215-355-0989. That's 215-355-0989. Children of divorce face difficult and unique challenges. Life Circles can be the answer. Working with teens and young adults to help them powerfully not only cope, 
but thrive while experiencing parental divorce or separation. This can be one of the toughest times in the life of a young person, but never fear Life Circles is here to help. Marty Matika of Life Circles is a seasoned therapist and coach and has helped hundreds of kids change their lives for the better. Check them out on the web at life-circles.com. That's life-circles.com. We all know that co-parenting can be a difficult task to manage. It's hard to find a way to agree when it comes to parenting your kids. When you feel stuck, you need a seasoned expert to help move you forward. Stephanie Newberg has been working with parents for years to help them create a more amicable and productive co-parenting relationship. She understands your needs and frustrations. Get help when you need it most. Call Stephanie today for a free phone consultation at 610-883-0127. She can work with you in person or by Skype or video conferencing. Stephanie also specializes in seeing teens as well. Welcome back to the Dr. Sue show. This is where we talk about high conflict divorce and parent alienation. And Ashley is in studio with me tonight. And you can always contact us at www.drsueandyou.com. That is D-R-S-U-E-A-N-D-Y-O-U.com. We heard from a lot of you this week and over the weekend. So keep bringing it. Keep sending it. We are here to help you. Now, Ashley, we are getting to question number two from the listeners from this month. Okay, that you were going to read. I will read it. (laughs) What do I say when my child talks to me and asks me about money? Oh, that's a loaded question. I'm glad somebody asked this question. Me too. This is one of our most frequently asked questions, and we deal with our clients all the time. I have two thoughts on this. What is your thought? To start well, with. one, don't talk to your child about money. Don't talk to them about anything about money. No talks about money. No, I don't agree with you, and I'm glad. Really? No, I do not. Well, that's okay. Okay. So I say that when they get older and they start to ask questions mm-hmm. and they come to you and they say, you never paid for anything in my life. Mm. I don't agree with not saying well, hold on. I don't know that I know your perspective yet. So I don't okay. So I, at that point, I say, to t- I tell my clients to say to their young adult mm-hmm. kids, where did you get that information? Because that's not exactly accurate. I do pay child support. And I'm sorry if your parent didn't tell you that. Now, well, I think young adult is different than child. I don't think you should be talking to your young child about money. All right. I, I know what you're saying because here. You want to back yourself up. All right. But uh-huh. what I'm saying is you're right on that one. Right. But with a, a six, 15 or older, uh-huh. I think you should. I didn't say you should tell the amount, but you should let them know. Yes, I do pay child support. Well, I think that's appropriate because they're old enough to understand it. But when a lot of the clients that I have, they have young children and they... Sometimes they will, dad said, or mom said that you won't pay for my dance class or you won't help me. So now I can't go to dance. Well, class. I think that is different. And I think that the response to that should be simply this. I will talk to mom or I will talk to dad about it. You don't need to, to concern worry. yourself. You don't need to worry it. about that because I think that creates panic. But I do understand your perspective in saying to talk to them older, not give so much detail, but to discuss it in some way. Because what is what does that do, Ashley, later on when you do tell them that act, act, actually I am 
contributing. Oh, I think it allows them to see it in a different light where they may have been blaming you for things or might have thought that you had no contribution, which the other parent was most likely telling you. Um, and maybe their anger would dissipate. Right. And, and you're not saying, oh, dad's lying or mom's lying. All you're doing is making a statement. And that's it. I don't want you to say anything else. I just want to say, oh, I do pay child support. Right. You don't, and you don't have to go into detail because it's not really their business. It's between you and the other parent. But why does the alienating parent bring up money all the time with their children? Because they use it as a weapon to torture the targeted parent because they'll do anything to put negative blame on you. If they say you're not helping or you're not contributing, that only leads to the anger. Increases. It increases the anger and the alienator gets what they want. And it also um, hurts the child as well because they're thinking to themselves, if my parent really loved me, they would pay for things. So the alienator is using that as well. Right, that you are not, that you're not doing everything that you can for them. And that means you, in their mind that you don't love and care about them. And that's a dangerous game that the alienating person plays. Yeah, it's very dangerous. But the problem is, and what our listeners want to know right now is, how do I combat that with my child? Right. Well, with the young child, I would say, you know, I don't need you to concern yourself about this. You know, we will work it out between ourselves and, you know, we will try to get you to dance class. Right. You know, not making any promises, but I'm saying, you know, we will work. We're together. not saying dad's a jerk or mom's a jerk right. to don't the kid. Say, don't say, I can't believe your father or mother didn't say that. You know, you're so wrong. You exactly. Know? To find a way to diplomatically respond, I would say. I mean, look, the kids know that they're already in the middle. Ashley, we've talked about this a million times. But, but money is like another, money is basically middle. You should put middle as money. Because when you put money involved, you're putting the child smack in the middle more than they ever were. You're adding a different element. But I'm going to challenge you again on oh that. Oh, my goodness. I'll challenge you tonight, girl. Challenging, challenging. But what happens when the parent comes back and says to the child, that's not true. Your mother or your father does not pay child support. Heated topic, isn't it? What do you do then? Wow. Well, I think you have to say that's between adults. Seriously, I, I don't think... I don't believe in showing children documents. I'm sorry. I just don't believe in well, it. What good is that going to do? I, I don't like that. But what I would say back is I do pay the child support. I don't know why your father or your mother is telling you that I am not, but that is something that you are going to have to resolve. Right, because within your own mind, I am telling you the I'm truth. Telling you, I do my give, truth. I do give support. Right? Yes. This is my side of my story. I know parents that have brought out checks and things like this to I show. Don't think that does anything. I'll tell you, every time that has been done, it has not helped. Well, I think that also brings a real element to it. Like, here's a check that I'm paying to your father or mother. I mean, children don't need to know that. Yep. I mean, because simply, I don't know why the other parent isn't telling you that I'm not. That's it. And let the kids figure it out themselves. I I actually agree with that. Now, see, we're agreeing. Uh, Oh, we're back on track. We're back on track. But don't you agree with that? Yeah, I do. I I don't think you should be showing documents to your children. I mean, these are adult things. And then once you show, and I understand, believe me, we, we so understand when you say to us, I want to show my kid this. I want him to know that I'm not lying, but that is not going to change anything. The kid has to trust you. 
whether you're showing them something or not. Yeah, the kid has to eventually say, all right, my mom is telling me that that is Yes. I mean, at some point, that has to be a thing. Absolutely. And on that wonderful note, we're going to our second break. And when we, we when oh, I can't even talk tonight. <laughs> and when we come back, we will wrap up with our final question of the evening. Single Process is a set of videos that guide somebody through the process of divorce. And we created it really because we didn't find the information we needed. We wanted to give you something to watch in the privacy of your own home that would bring the experts to you, let you know what your options are, and give you a roadmap to navigating this process. Yeah, in fact, if you look at the website, Joe created this super cool guide where you, through a series of questions, end up at a specific video solution. Awesome. It applies to whether you're contemplating divorce, whether you're in the middle of the process, or whether you're reestablishing your life and dealing with all the post-divorce yeah, it's really great stuff. Please log on and check it out, singleprocess.me. When you need solutions to the financial side of a divorce, it's important to turn to an expert. Barbara Rowans at Sound Divorce Solutions can move you towards financial security. She takes the time to listen and helps you create a smarter settlement. Get financial expertise when you need it most. Call Barbara today for your free consultation at 215-355-0989. That's 215-355-0989. Children of divorce face difficult and unique challenges. Life circles can be the answer. Working with teens and young adults to help them powerfully not only cope, but thrive while experiencing parental divorce or separation. This can be one of the toughest times in the life of a young person. But never fear, Life Circles is here to help. Marty Matika of Life Circles is a seasoned therapist and coach and has helped hundreds of kids change their lives for the better. Check them out on the web at life-circles.com. That's life-circles.com. We all know that co-parenting can be a difficult task to manage. It's hard to find a way to agree when it comes to parenting your kids. When you feel stuck, you need a seasoned expert to help move you forward. Stephanie Newberg has been working with parents for years to help them create a more amicable and productive co-parenting relationship. She understands your needs and frustrations. Get help when you need it most. Call Stephanie today for a free phone consultation at 610-883-0127. She can work with you in person or by Skype or video conferencing. Stephanie also specializes in seeing teens as well. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the conclusion of tonight's show. I am Dr. Sue, your host, and my co-host is here as well with me tonight, Ashley. This show went fast. This one went really fast because we're answering the listeners' questions tonight. And we will do this again because I really like it. They love it once a month. Yeah, too. It's that a would good be thing nice. to do. All right. The last question that comes into us, Ashley, is how do I choose an appropriate attorney for my case? Oh. It's a loaded question. There's many ways to do this. And first of all, you have to decide right off the bat if you need to litigate this in court or you can do this through mediation. Now, let's talk about who qualifies for each. okay? Okay. Litigation is the way to go if you have somebody that will not budge or negotiate on anything that you're asking. We've had cases that we've had to say, hey, you need this. Yes. Now, litigation, of course, is the first and foremost way that people 
go into the court system. But litigation, everybody, and lawyers will tell you this as well. Yeah. It pits the two of you against each other to fight this out. Spend so much more money than you have to. Yes. And the judge, I was told this by a lawyer on Thursday on my show in Philadelphia, doesn't want to make decisions about your family. Also, I think when you do this, you're opening a can of worms that you may not need. You know, try to do it. We always encourage them to try to settle it themselves first before we jump to that. Exactly. And and mediation is part of the law mm-hmm. and the court system where you don't spend as much money and you sit together with a mediator, by the way, who is a lawyer, not the mediator that the court assigns you. Which a lot of times I think, do you want a judge to decide something for you? You know, that you two can work out yourself in mediation? I don't. But sometimes it gets very difficult to get the other side to the table to do the negotiating. Which I understand. But I think it's important that you try this. You have to say, always try that first. You know, if you cannot, if you cannot reach the agreement, that's when you go to that point. Why would we want to jump there? No, we don't. And there's another thing, and I don't know if they have this in your state, but I want you to look this up. It's called collaborative law. And this is where you have an attorney and the other side has an attorney and you meet together several times to decide how you want to settle your divorce. But there is no judge involved in making the final decision. Which is helpful because you want to try to do this, like I said, yourselves. With help of your attorney, I mean, radiation. But, you know, you want to try that. I think collaborative law is a great way here if you do have that in your state. Because it's your attorney and the other attorney battling it out to get to the end. But you don't have a judge making the final decision. Everybody thinks... I have to get this divorce attorney that's going to be a bull and and win and take over the other side. It's not about that. You will do much better in court if you have an attorney that can negotiate your side with the other attorney first. But I do understand that that's a natural instinct. Of course it is. Panic and there's fear and you know it's a very stressful situation that when these things happen and. In most cases, because you're dealing with high conflict, mm-hmm. which you are, litigation is the only way to go. There's just no right. other way. I mean, there are, sometimes that is the only way to go. But if you can, you want to try the other option. Yes. And that's our answer to those questions about who is the best attorney for me. And, you know, most times the best attorney for you is the one where you feel that you can work with that attorney. That is your best choice. Well, you have to have you have to have the feeling. I mean, we can yes. decide for you. You have to know if that's the right. And you usually will pick an attorney that's like yourself. It's the truth. It is. No, I see that all the time. I couldn't agree more. And by the way, the narcissists are picking attorneys that are just like them too. Okay. On that note, yes, we are wrapping up the show tonight, <laughs> and we will be back here with you next week for another episode of the Dr. Seuss show. Until then, you can contact us at www.drsueandyou.com. Keep sending in your questions. We love answering them. I think this is really helpful. I agree. And everyone have a great week. And we will be right back with you next Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.